Delighted to have Shay O'Neill on the Mind Body Soul podcast this evening. She's passionate about uh, zero waste and sustainability, and she's working with cities on climate action. So, Shay, welcome to the Mind Body Soul podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, definitely. Delighted to have you on. I know that yourself and we're representing Belgian GA also, it has to be said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I know yourself and Cecile and I also uh, were chatting about this at the start of the year during the AGM and, and that was the start of a, a green committee within the club. I don't know if it was the start of it, but it was definitely getting momentum going at that stage. Um, and that was where I got the interest to actually have a chat with you because I think there's a lot of people like me out there who want to be greener, but don't necessarily really know what that means. Or we pick up a little tidbits of information every now and again but sometimes maybe lack a full understanding of, of what, what it is and what, you know, why we should care, you know? And like, obviously we know why we should care, but like something to make it more concrete. Yeah, I think it's, it's hard if you don't see everyday effects on your life, um, whereas other people might, but a lot of us don't see immediate impacts of climate change. Mm -hmm. In our everyday lives, so I think it's hard to keep it front of mind and and know know what's really happening. Yeah, yeah, and like, so if you were looking to become a bit more plugged in on what's happening, is there a couple of good websites or resources that people can check that out quite easily? Um, I'd say there's probably tons mm -hmm. of good resources. I know a few people that I've been talking to. Uh, have recently who aren't really in this space have watched the new David Attenborough film oh, on yeah. Yeah. Netflix mm -hmm. which I think starts out a bit depressing but actually ends and what we're going to talk about today I think a bit of some of the concrete things that you can do going forward just as an individual but also some of kind of the hopeful side of things so that might be a good place to start but yeah. Um, yeah, just doing your own research and a lot of like scientific, you know, based papers, I know are kind of nerdy, but maybe National Geographic or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of those types of sources, but also just, yeah, keeping the eye on the news, a lot of the impacts of climate change you see almost every day in different areas of the world through extreme weather events and changing climate so just kind of having that knowledge that the world is changing and everything that we do is impacting other places in the world every day yeah yeah and I actually think that you know that's really interesting because I if I'm honest I don't I don't think like that and, and that's a shame you know because obviously our choices when we go to the supermarket for example I was just mentioning this to you a bit offline like I you know when I look at the plastic consumption when I go and do my weekly shop it's not it's not great and and so I was hoping to chat to you around a couple of practical measures like that people could could take you know maybe on their supermarket shop but just generally to live a bit greener you know yeah definitely and it's not you know changing how much plastic you use is not gonna save the world in one go. Obviously it's much bigger than that, but mm -hmm. I think taking little steps and just kind of having that in your mind when you're going to do uh, grocery shopping or 
out anywhere shopping for anything I think it's not just plastics but it's generally your consumption of items and you know shopping for things you don't need um so trying to I have the I've like ingrained it in myself that I feel terribly guilty every time I know I'm getting, buying something that I'll have to throw in the garbage so that's really been like ingrained in my head and I know it's not for everyone but uh, one thing I did try to do this year before COVID, uh, I tried to start the year completely zero waste. And I was thinking it ended up being one of the best like diets for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because every time I went to the store, I just knew I'm not going to buy anything that has packaging that I know can't be recycled or composted. Mm. Um, so not zero packaging, but if I knew something could be recycled easily or reused like a glass jar or yeah. a harder plastic container, I would still uh, be fine using that. But I ended up not buying any really like processed foods or chips. Or mm. mm-hmm. um, and so is I the material, think- can I just ask the material yeah. on a pack of crisps, is that not, that's not recyclable? No, I I think like if you went to maybe a special facility, I know certain places take it. Yeah, but not in your regular uh, recycling. Okay, cool. So so it had a knock-on benefit on your your nutrition choices. Yeah. yeah. So even if I was hungry and I went to the store and I was like, oh, I just want a bag of crisps, I knew I couldn't have it because I was being zero waste. Yeah. So yeah. it ended up being yeah quite having some other benefits I think and just a lot of the food that is packaged in a lot of plastic or in an unsustainable way, you know, has maybe isn't the best for you. Mm, That's mm. not always the case. I know here it's sad to see a lot of vegetables, you know, can sometimes be packaged in plastic, which is unfortunate, but I generally try to shop at um, either the markets, the farmer's markets for vegetables or, there's a few stores in Brussels like farm and barn. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Follow that agricultural theme. <laughs> yeah, which are have a lot of options for veggies and you, they're not packaged. Um, and you can bring your own bags and everything. But I think something to just keep in mind is when you're going to the stores thinking about, you know, do you have an option to buy something maybe in a glass container that you could use again? Yeah. Um, instead of a plastic container or you know paper materials that you could recycle instead of plastic there's some easy things um and then just thinking i know it's hard but bringing your own bags and Mm. a lot of you're going to be super proud of me actually (laughs) so that's one thing i do do good because in colroyt near me that's where i do my shop i've actually got better at this so they give these little bags out. They're meant to reuse every time for your vegetables. So I yeah, do that. That's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> and also what started Maybe. to annoy me is like, if you're about to eat something straight away is, you know, when they're like about to put a load of packaging on it. So like a baguette or something, sometimes I'll just, you know, I'll just buy it and, and take it with me without all the wrapping. Cause I'm going to literally bring it home and eat it straight away. So that's a, a couple of things I think I'm doing all right on. No, I think that's a good point too, is when you're taking stuff to go or you know, 
you know, you know, you don't need a bag on something, you can always ask. And, you know, the worst thing that happens is someone says no, or you try to bring your own container to a store, someone says no, but I find that a lot of times, people are very accommodating to, you know, if you want to put something in your own bag, or you want to just take it in your hands, maybe they look at you funny, but usually they say, okay, so things like that, if you're just gonna have a cookie, and eat it right away, you don't need a bag to put it in. And just for the record, I am very careful about not like touching all the baguettes. I, I just take the one that I'm going to eat and, and leave. Yeah, exactly. Some uh, issues with, with the COVID and packaging scenario, but I think we're moving forward, figuring out a way. Yeah, yeah. And so like for people, say, watching here who want to go and start making more effort when they go to the supermarket to so, like, so one easy tip is try and just bring reusable bags for your veggies. Is that one? Yeah, definitely bringing reusable bags, but also maybe thinking, I know it's not always easy to, mm-hmm. to shop, you know, to different places. Maybe you have somewhere you like to go, but maybe try going to a different store um, or, you know, a local, you know, veggie place farmer's market or whatever and trying to get your vegetables from there because I think not only is it good for waste but also supporting like local farmers and and having maybe more bio foods is also some other added benefits Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but also just think like I try to just visualize when I'm picking something up you know do I really need this like is it worth kind of taking this item and having this packaging almost going directly into the garbage and I mean it's it's depressing to think about but most of the plastic that we throw in the garbage will never disappear and I know that it disappears from our lives and we put it in the garbage bin and someone takes it away but it is going somewhere and often it ends up in different waterways or you know, in the oceans, which is really sad, but even in landfills, it, it doesn't, it never goes away. So Mm. trying to have a bit more of an understanding of, you know, when you buy something like that, um, the, the lifetime it will have. Yeah. um, And yeah, trying to be a bit more aware. Yeah, I think that's great. And can you give me an example, Nate, like of a swap there, like of something that, so you've said like a packet of crisps, right? Or like what would be a typical other example of of maybe an easy swap? So say I do genuinely need food for dinner, right? But I'm going to make a bad decision. Like what would be a good swap to keep it zero waste? Um, I kind of just, I mean, I also eat a lot of <laughs> veggie, but I try to eat a lot of fresh foods. Mm -hmm. um going to the bulk section like if I'm going to get pasta I go to the bulk section and fill up my own bags or rice um any of those things um and I just generally try to stay away from some of the more packaged and processed foods um you know cheese trying to go to the actual cheese counter where they can you know wrap something up for you um yeah and then just crackers and crisps I think there's a some alternatives um even just you know maybe bread's not the healthiest but yeah yeah, Yeah. maybe substituting 
Yeah, um, yeah. And in moderation, it's fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. cool. And like, um, so, and just on uh, some of the, so like you mentioned how it ends up in the waterways, like, so yeah, what are the impacts of this? Like, like, where is it? What do we need to be aware of when we're, when we are being wasteful like that, you know, and, and really not considering what the impact is on the environment. I mean, so what are some of the, the impacts here? Like, is it, is it like sea life that's being hurt or kind of killed because of this sort of stuff? And like, what, what are the, the negative impacts of this? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of negative impacts. Um, I could go on and on, but I think the thing that gets people and and part of the reason why you see a lot of pictures of like turtles with plastic mm. packaging around them or fish is that like visual aspect of seeing, you know, a creature's life being changed because of mm. a simple item like a straw or a... Um, a plastic bag that's tangled and of course that does happen but I think one of the more depressing things is thinking about how many like, tiny pieces of plastic are not only in the ocean rivers and waterways um, but everywhere really mm. and that then you know if you eat any type of seafood like the seafood that you're eating you're also consuming mm. plastic um, they can't like you know a lot of fish can't get away from the tiny pieces of microplastics that are in the ocean yeah i think one of the stats is that uh there's six times more plastic than plankton in the mm. ocean right now and that's a lot of the food that fish that we eat rely on so yeah. you also have to think about i know it's not easy to see but it's coming back to harm humans yeah yeah and God. thinking about wildlife but also human health and plastics obviously not good for us we don't want to be eating it and yeah you can look up some pretty depressing pictures of like cutting fish or birds open and just seeing their stomachs filled with tiny tiny pieces of plastic so it's not just the big the big you know plastic bags or straws mm -hmm. it's these, I think the bigger issue is the the smaller pieces of plastic and another thing is that you know a lot of the times um communities in the global south end up having to deal with a lot of our waste unfortunately so it might not directly affect us but you, know, you can see some some terrible pictures of like trash washing up or um we will also like a lot of I know I know in Canada we send uh waste to other countries to be mm -hmm. recycled or to be dealt with. So it's always going somewhere. I think that's something to keep in mind. Like it's not disappearing, it's going somewhere. And so trying to think about whether it's other people it's impacting or uh wildlife, it's it's going somewhere and it's impacting someone or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And actually, one thing that I heard was a positive that came out of COVID in the developed world was certainly for phase one was the fact there was so much less cars on the road. Um, and is there like any research being done from that perspective on, you know, has has that benefited the environment during this confinement period? The fact like has there been visible benefits or is it too short? 
I think there's a lot of stuff in the media about, you know, look at the air, it's so clear and waterways in Venice and you can see the fish and kind of all these immediate things, but really that short of a time period didn't change anything um, in the big scheme of things. But I think what it maybe did do is show people what could be. I guess yes. so give more of a like we could do this and this is what could happen so in areas where you know there's always it's always really polluted and you can't see I know there was lots of pictures like oh you could see this mountain that you couldn't see two months yeah, ago yeah yeah the smog I think over in China as well they were shown that that had cleared and, and talked about wildlife coming back towards I think the cities again are coming back where they had previously moved out because it was so uh convoluted yeah exactly it's i think it's the impact of people being able to see oh this is possible and this is what it could be like if we made some bigger more long-term changes and so so just from say how could this tie in with living like on a personal perspective as you know this like a lot of what i chat about just on on the podcast is health and wellness and, and physical health like are the two complementary in terms of trying to make better decisions on that side of things? Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, there's some very practical, I said one, my example of the zero waste, but there's a few others, Um, you know, cycling or walking to get around. I cycle all the time now. And obviously this is, you know, way better for the environment as opposed to driving. Yeah. And not everyone can cycle around, but if you can, giving it a chance and you're becoming a true European now. That's such yeah. a Belgian and Dutch but I thing. I, I did cycle in Vancouver as well. Um or just walking, you know, instead of taking an Uber if you can. Um not possible for everyone, but a little change. And then my biggest thing that I tell everyone, <laughs> um and not everyone's going to like it, but one of the biggest things, like the most impactful things you can do is either eliminate or really reduce your consumption of beef. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I have I know, heard this. I know it's, I know it's not easy for everyone to hear, but even mm-hmm. if you like, it really is one of the most harmful things for the environment is mm. Uh, the production and consumption of beef and so even making like small changes um, you know if you're thinking about having beef for dinner maybe try chicken or even pork Mm, um, mm. or veggie meal instead but it doesn't have to be a complete switch from uh, you know being a meat eater to a a vegan or vegetarian even cutting out like deciding okay I'm only going to eat beef one night a week or on special occasions or, or, um, whatever you can do, but it really, I think, um, beef has like 10 times worse of an impact on the planet than chicken. Okay. Um, so really it is like quite a substantial, uh, effort that you can make. I think there's been, there's a lot of different stats out there, but yeah yeah like a hamburger is the equivalent to 90 showers of water consumption yeah it's scary that like it's um 
Yeah, and I think like one thing I heard a client of mine doing was like meat free Monday, or she was yeah. like picking, you know, trying to just start with baby steps and yeah, exactly. Um, she gave out to me because I she posted uh, sent me a lovely lentil salad, which I actually just had for dinner: lentils and feta and some roasted carrots um and it's delicious but i added a steak to it one day and she was like way to go ruin my salad you know like that wasn't the point but um you know like there is gorgeous stuff out there that we can like we don't always need you know i think a big thing for meat is this kind of maybe you could call it almost sometimes this masculine thing if i need protein and you know and it's like lots of meat and actually the thing is there's lots of really good protein sources out there like lentils like chickpeas kidney beans um you know like th these yogurts now like skier and cottage cheese like there's so many alternatives now that um there's really no excuse for not trying to mix it up at least one or two nights a week and 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 it, it can have that benefit on your health and wellness like what you were saying about going to the farmer's market i really like that because there's a local market here in scarbeck and it's on tuesdays and you know one day i went and got all my ingredients from there and honestly you feel so good eating it because like the smells are so fresh like the potatoes had lumps of muck on them which wasn't very fun cleaning off but at least you knew like they were super fresh you know yeah definitely. and like i said i don't think it like and you were saying too it doesn't need to be a complete switch for people like i think people feel intimidated and they're like oh i could never be a vegetarian you know, I can't give up meat. Um, and that's fine. You can yeah. make a slow transition. But like I said, maybe, you know, if you're going to have your lentil salad, even like from an environmental perspective, have a like a chicken breast instead of a piece of steak. Yeah. Okay, and that I can do. Like, if you really feel like you need, yeah. you know, your meat. And I hear a lot of people saying to me, because I, I haven't eaten red meat in almost 10 years now. and a lot of people say to me like, oh, but I need my iron. Like I can't, I can't, I have to have red meat. I need yeah. iron, which is also kind of one of those things similar with protein. Like you think you can't get iron from anywhere That's else. Right. Of course you can. There's lots of other alternatives. So do you yeah. try and do that? Yeah. Just on the, sorry, on the iron point, because that yeah. is something like as a trainer, when I hear people are going vegan or vegetarian, it is like a little alarm bell. It's like okay particularly for women you know making sure like they're getting enough iron so do you is it is it something that you supplement or you can get like through other is there other types of food that you take then to get it yeah um i try to eat a lot of like dark greens with mm. like spinach kale broccoli i know has a lot of iron yes um, and one thing my doctor told me which seems crazy but she also said like even cooking with a an iron pan like a cast iron pan can yeah. also use some some iron as well if you're cooking whatever with a a cast iron pan and um, oh well i didn't know that yeah which is very interesting and like i know you could buy like little iron fish things i forget what it's called but uh, that you put in your pan when you're cooking there's lots of different ways but i don't do anything else and i i just try to eat healthy and i do like i luckily really like spinach and kale and yeah those kind of veggies but i did just get my iron checked and it is totally fine so oh cool cool brilliant well that's kind of just proves the point so yeah. that's uh, <laughs> that's good
Um, yeah, and like any couple of like maybe a last two or three tips for people, Shay, to to take going forward. Yeah, I mean, one one kind of non-health related thing that I think is also something um, out of sight, out of mind. Most of us have bank accounts, and we're either investing money or keeping money somewhere, and just thinking about like even just asking questions. Um, this is something I did a few years ago, just finding out like what you're investing in if you're making investments or maybe doing a quick Google search about the bank that you use and what they're investing in. Um, you know, that's kind of, it's a, not necessarily an easy change, but um, I made a switch to a bank that wasn't investing in fossil fuel companies or oil and gas um, and was investing in other things like tech and yeah, um, which is still great. So something, and and maybe just even finding out a lot of people, I think would never think about that. And it's something that you can do uh, with, you know, it's your money and you, you can be deciding where it's invested in, which I think yeah. a lot of people might not always uh, consider an option. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I said, maybe try, try as zero waste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Days. Um, Try bringing your own bags. I think there's a lot of other uh, ways to be zero waste. Uh, also with like soaps. And I think there's a lot of options around uh, even Brussels, like a lot of little stores where you can fill up your soaps or your laundry mm -hmm. detergent. Um, and maybe just try it and see what, you know, if it's, if it's difficult, then that's fine. But mm. a lot of people I think end up liking it. It might be in some places cheaper see if it's cheaper yeah yeah um i find that you know when i do my shopping zero waste i it ends up being a lot cheaper and i end up being a lot more creative with what i'm cooking and stuff so it has other benefits um yeah i think those are my those are kind yeah. of my three main things that i that i yeah. tell when they're looking for easy changes but I think yeah the main thing is not feeling like you have to completely change your life in one day mm. but making small changes and you know if you I think it's kind of like being on a diet or eating healthy like if you have a cheat day one day it doesn't mean you should give up the entire week and yeah. let it go but try the next time you you know, you can to make it a, a better decision. And yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Like, so if I'm kind of takeaways for me from what you're saying is, is have a bit more curiosity about where you go to, to buy or to invest and just see what the company's like, you know, what are, are they doing anything in this area? Um, so that sounds good. The other one is, yeah, on the, on the food front, like you're saying, so I'll probably, I have actually a jar here that I, that I could because I get lots of chickpeas and stuff, but I always and lentils and I, I don't don't fill the um like I don't fill them up in the jar. I get them like with packaging. So I think that could be an easy change because there's a farm store not far from me. So um so yeah and I think then just having a bit of curiosity about the things like David Attenborough's uh, show that's up on Netflix. I saw that he has an Instagram account which I assume that it's not him that's running it but oh. it's kind of cool as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's new. I think he just joined Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I know. I thought it was so weird seeing David Attenborough on it, on Instagram, but it was uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it was a really good first post and everything. Yeah, I'll watch a few things. Another thing I was thinking about is um, something that's kind of silly, but having items like lentils or pasta or rice or anything in glass containers in your kitchen actually looks very nice. <laughs> <laughs> compared to like plastic packaging if you have some nice like glass containers in your cupboards it actually looks good so there we go we're giving interior design tips as well love it interior decor <laughs> that was an added bonus um <laughs> is it anything else to add jay i don't think so okay for now nope. That was perfect. So look, thanks a million. I think there's loads of tips there for people. And it sounds like there's different ways of going about it. So you can, you're kind of saying make, you know, look at making, for some people making the gradual changes, I think will work better. Um, because some people are really put off by maybe going straight to a no waste thing. But then I know that like, it's the same with nutrition. Some people are like, no, I want to go all in. Like, tell me what, I want to make it this kind of, tough and big change to my nutrition but then other people are more cautious and they want to make it bit by bit i think it's the same for this so for people who want to really go gung-ho with this maybe try the zero waste for a couple of days and see how it goes uh, but don't give up if you if you kind of have a setback day or you go a bit easier one day just see what's worked well and and, and take that forward and then for other people it could be as simple as starting with a, a sort of a no meat day and changing your beef like you said for some chicken breast or just leaving it out and trying a veggie dish um so thanks a million for all the top tips anytime <laughs>